This is The Rundown, presented by The Runner Washington. Featuring Alex McIntyre and Kyle Paulson. Now, here is your host, the runner Washington himself, Keenan Gray. Welcome back to another episode of The Rundown here on SoundCloud. Keenan Gray here from The Runner Washington. Joining me as always, Alex McIntyre, Kyle Paulson. And for those that tuned into our late last episode, we talked with Lakes High School legend Isaac York. Got to know a little bit about him uh, from a Brooks running perspective, as well as what he did at the University of Washington and at Lakes High School. And then I think Kyle made a new best friend with him, uh, just talking Star Wars nonstop. Just g- giving us a little brief uh, touch up on what we talked with him how fun was that just to talk with uh, an athlete such as Isaiah York, Kyle? Oh, he's just a great guy. Um, overall, super nice and polite. Um, he does have uh, uh, access to my Disney Plus account so he can catch up with the Mandalorian. You know, you got to I think he's bored up at training camp in, in Albuquerque. So I figured I'd, you know, if you hadn't seen the Mandalorian, you got to see it. If you're a Star Wars fan, you haven't seen the Mandalorian. That's that's a crime. I didn't want him to go to jail, so I uh, exactly. Well, exactly. Like we, I don't claim myself as a Star Wars know-it-all like yourself, but even I've seen the Mandalorian, and I I enjoyed it myself. So I, Mm -hmm. for someone that claims to be a Star Wars fanatic, Isaac, you got to get on top of that. So give episode fifteen a listen if you haven't. Today, it might be a little bit of a heated episode. Uh, At the end of the show, we're going to be doing a debate talking about the top three greatest runners to not win a cross country state title. We'll break down both on the boys and girls side, but starting things off, we got a couple questions from our listeners through the runner Washington starting off from Cannon and Gotti, who's currently at grand Canyon, a favorite of ours here on the rundown. If the rundown crew were to race each other, who would win? Now, this could vary from mid-distance to long-distance. Personally, if it's mid-distance, I got you two both in the bag easily. I say uh, name, your, name your time and place, and I'll be there. I think I got this in the bag. I say name the year also because present day, it's not happening <laughs> unless we're running to the refrigerator because then I might have you both. I personally think I got you both in the 816 and Kyle, I know you got a better personal best than I do in the mile, but I'm feeling a good about feeling good about my training. And I think I can get you, but in a 5k, I think you might have me. I'm in place, my dude. Uh, Spokane's not that far. Maybe we should, maybe we should have this race. Maybe like this summer we need to do this. Well, I'm going to need more people to run with it other than Kyle. Cause if, if it's just me and him, I, I'm not feeling confident about that because then it's just a mental game for me and championship championship style race. And I'll just sit and kick on you. I've been watching, watching Isaac people. So I've, I've got the, the film. I know how to do it. Let's, right. let's meet, let's meet in the middle and call it a two mile. Let's do a 3,200 on the track and, and see how it goes. I'm game for that. That's in between a mile and a 5k. So I'm totally down for that. 
but you have no confidence in yourself to beat us. Well, let's say if you were 25 years old, Alex, what would happen? Oh, no, we're going to have to go back to like 19. <laughs> After 19, it just all went downhill from there. Uh, maybe I can run longer than, than you guys, like distance, time. I would, I would agree with that. I think you can – I can't myself. I've never ran 20 miles before, so you got that over me. Well, last time I did it, it gave me stress fractures, so who knows? <laughs> that's, why I, that's why I don't do it. So not pulling something like that where I get hurt. Even though Remember I am- correctly yeah, – sorry – Alex, you got super fit right when you're trying to try walk on the uh, cross country time trial or tryouts for Essential, right? That's yeah, I, I heard. I, you I were was, super fit. I was just getting into it. I I was running like 80 to 90 miles a week that summer, and then got stress fractures going into yeah. the the tryouts in my pelvic bone, um, which like doesn't happen. So that's a weird thing. But that was definitely the fittest I had ever been. Just loving running, loving life, and no no responsibilities. That's a fun time to be a runner. 80, 90 miles. That just, that just sounds awful. brutal, man. That just sounds brutal. Like I'm good with 50 each week and I'm younger than both of you guys. I, I would say my, my highest weeks ever were 80 to 90. So there might've been like three or four of them that summer going in, but that yeah. might be the mid distance runner talking to me as well. I'm like, I don't want to go any farther than a 5k for a race. All right. Our next question is from, Xavier Acevedo, I, I think I pronounced your last name correct. Um, I'm going to let you two answer this because you guys have been coaching for quite a while. What are some tips you can give beginner runners? I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that three, four years now classifies as quite a while, so that's good for me. Um, <laughs> more, so, experience, more experience is what I should sure, say. Sure, sure. So we're asking uh, first-time runners tips. Is that what you said? Yeah, what are some tips we, we can give beginning runners, like freshmen or someone that's just getting into it? I'll start. I, I would say learn to love the long run. I think that I think that everyone kind of looks for that secret workout. Um, as a young person, you're like, man, if I do these 400s or if I, you know, these intervals or whatever, you, you think that there's some sort of secret to it. Um, the secret is there are no secrets. So just start learning to uh, love running. Get out there and put in the miles. Um, get a good group that inspires you and, and commit to, to being great eventually. It doesn't happen overnight. And just keep those long runs going. I think that's the most important thing a young person can do. But what if I'm young and naive and decide, hey, I'm going to go for 15 miles and see how long I can last. And then when I'm done, I'm like, that was the worst thing ever. And I do not want to do this again. So are you saying I should go, if I'm starting off, should I just go run? As long as I can till I can't. No, you should not. <laughs> uh, I read though that that's what Ryan Hall did. The reason he started running um, was because he was like, I'm going to run around this giant lake. And he did it and then decided he liked it. But he also yeah, was awesome. like, had an American record. So we probably shouldn't compare ourselves how, to him. How, how, what was the distance of around the lake, if you know? I, I want to say it was like 14 or 15 miles. It was in his book I just read. I forgot exactly. But I was like, okay, cool. How many, how many, 12 year olds go out and just say, I'm going to do that. So kind of cool story. I, I, I can speak for myself at 12. I was eating Cheetos and chips and trying to graduate sixth grade. That's all I was trying to do. Yeah. And I would say the key to success or when you're starting off, just be consistent. I think building off what Alex said, um, find a group of guys that want it and get together and just meet up, you know, five, six, seven times out of the week. Um, just 
find a dedicated group that wants to do that. And that's really, I think, the difference between, say, you're a JV runner and varsity runner or the big, some of the big buildup you see from kids that are pretty good their freshman year to their sophomore year is, you know, they have a bit of experience and they just start loving it and start showing up every day. Uh, so that that's what I would say separates, you know, new guys from the more experienced. It's just they want to get out there and, and run hard and run well. Maybe not run hard every day, but make your easy days easy. But just show up every day. Show up when you can. I was that one kid in eighth grade when I started off running, and I told my mom, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do the 400, the 800, 16, the 401. What hell? I'm going to be a decathlete. I'm going to see if I can go do every single event out there and come to finally realize – uh, no, that's not going to happen. I, I stuck with the 816 all throughout high school and the 400, 400 by far was not my favorite distance to run, even though it's shorter than 816. I did not like running the 400. I think that's the most brutal race on the track mm-hmm. close to the 800. They're similar, I think, but that's, those are hard races. I personally like the 800 and even though like people call it a distance event, it's more of a sprint type mid distance event now because of how fast kids are going. Uh, yeah. but just running like 61, 62 back to back, just, just seems so much easier than running like a 56 or a 57 in an open four, but Hey, that's just me. And then our last question, and we've actually had a couple of recent commitments, uh, to universities for a couple of athletes. This comes from Kamiak high school. What do we think of these commitments? And I'll just read off a couple of them. Cart McKay from Kamiak. Uh, is now signed with the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Allison Peterson, she'll be going to run for a, what they claim to be America's team, although I think Oregon would probably be America's team, Air Force Academy. Emma Summers of Richland High School down in your area, Kyle. She signed with GCU. That seems to be a big Washington pipeline for a lot of our athletes to head down to Grand Canyon and run for the Lopes. And then another one from the Tri-Cities, or not Tri-Cities area, I should say, but in that mid-Columbia conference area, Ella Nelson of Walla Walla High School, surprisingly, and I, I saw this as a shock, signed with the University of Oregon. It's a big-time signing right there for the Ducks to get Ella Nelson. So thoughts on these recruits. I'm really excited to see what Carp does coming to Gonzaga. I know Carp is a middle-of-the-pack type of runner, but Pat Tyson does a great job of developing those runners and, and turning them into studs once they're before they graduate yeah i'm i'm a little bit biased i've i've known tyson since i was a young guy he's always been somebody who's really inspired me and i i kind of um maybe not try to be like but i i look to him for guidance a lot of times as a coach and um i i i just i think that in the next few years he's probably going to have a team that does really, really well at the NCAAs. You look, you look at what's feeding into there. Um, so to see these local guys that are feeding into there is, is really exciting for me. That's what gets me super fired up. Um, but also seeing these others that are going to any university, whether it's D1 or D3, it's like you're you're committing to something even when it was hardest um, during this, this COVID time. So I, I hope that other younger athletes are inspired by that and saying, I want to do that too. Well, Kyle, you've you've been able to watch Emma Summers and Ella Nelson race for the last couple of years. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you've experienced watching them. I know Ella dealt with a, a, a big time injury last year, it kept her from getting on the podium again. But overall, she's she's a tough competitor, along with Emma Summers. And when Natalie Rosowskis joined that team, 
that was a totally different, that was a total different duo right there at Richland high school. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's much of a surprise that she committed to Oregon. Uh, just if you've seen her race the last couple of years, just she's, you know, tenacious. Like if you have to put, push the pace. So I'm sure she's going to fit right in over there in at Oregon. And the same with GCU. I think they know how to pick great runners. They've got, um, one of the Walla Walla guys over there spacing on his name. Help me out here. Cannon. Cannon. They got Cannon over there. So they love their mid Columbia conference folks. They know we're going to be competitive because we're a fairly competitive league. So, you know, phenomenal signing. I think it's great. And I love seeing guys from or guys or girls from our area running competitively, running in the next level. So it's fantastic. And those are our Q and a from those that, Submitted them. Thanks to those that submitted them. That was asked the runner Washington moving along. We got top 50 girls, cross country rankings, more of them 31 through 40. We're just going to start it off like this coming in at 40 Gemma Wilcox of Edmonds Woodway 39 Kaya Swagler Richmond of South Whitby 38 Kylie Shakespeare of Central Valley 37 Sanja Bliker of Cedar Crest 36 Evelyn Buteau of Seaholm High School 35 and I hope I pronounced this name correctly cuz I've personally I've never seen this name before but I'll give it a try try give Trevet I think that yeah Monroe High School coming in at 35 34 Montserrat Lopez of Bothell High School 33 Hanalore Shredder Peters from Garfield, 32, Alyssa Becker from Clahoya, and rounding up at 31, Emily Wells from Emma Rich. Other than the fact, besides that they all have in common that their names are super, super long, uh, another talented group, thoughts on these young ladies? Can we talk about the 1742 that Alyssa Becker ran on the track? I mean, track or course, that's that's a good time. That's a really good time. So uh, I think she she's the only one that's run one on this list this this year. Um, but yeah, props to her. That's a cool time. She'd be, be excited about that. And I believe that's about an 1808 if you were to convert it to a cross-country time. Uh, she, she's someone that's going to surprise a lot of people. Uh, of course, last year, placing fourth in the 1A division, that was super, super tough with Naomi Smith, Elena Stonebogs, both running now – Division one level in the Pac-12, uh, great athletes. So I think this year in particular, it'll be tough for Alyssa to go win a state championship. Of course, there won't be a state championship this year, but Gabby Martin from Life Christian Academy is so much farther ahead than a lot of the girls at the 1A level. Kyle, your thoughts? Yeah, another great list. I'm like what Alex said with Alyssa running at 1742. It's great. You see gals that, just like on the boys' side where they must have worked hard during these really tough and trying times, and it's showing off. So I'm really excited to see how they all do this uh, abbreviated season, this shorter season. But I think overall it's going to be a great year and excited to see how these gals run. We have to give the shout-out to Kylie Shakespeare because she was on the podcast, right? Yeah, Kylie – so she qualified for the state meet last year um, but wasn't able to race at the state meet because of health reasons. Uh, but she has state experience. I, I expect her to get back to there, not, obviously not this year, uh, but her senior year 
and Central Valley's always had great runners. The, the Bears have always produced phenomenal runners, both on the boys and girls side. So yeah, Kylie is someone that will uh, bounce back this year and perhaps break 1830 in the 5K. But I think another individual, I, do you guys remember Seahome's Emily Pittis? Uh, I think I'd need a reminder. So Emily Pittis, arguably the greatest runner to ever go through Seahome, won, I believe, three two-way state titles, individual titles uh, for the Mariners. Evelyn Buteau is, is – she is about as similar of a runner as Pittis was when she ran for Seahome. Very strong, very competitive. But, yeah, Evelyn Buteau, be sure to watch her this season. I think the Seahome Mariners, especially they're going to have a bounce back year, I think, this year. And I believe I had them ranked 15th in my way too early girls' rankings back in like July or something like that. So Seahome girls got a good one. Evelyn Buteau will be a sophomore this season, but can we also acknowledge Garfield high school? We know Garfield as a basketball powerhouse school, but they've had some really good runners come through the, the past couple of years. Anna Daly, Isabel Olive, Isabel Schmidt. I don't know if those names sound familiar to you guys, but uh, the, all three of those girls placed top four at the state meet in three, a, I mean, you don't hear a, oh you don't hear a lot of Garfield Bulldogs having that much success at the state cross country meet. So someone like a Hanlor shredder Peters, again, very long name. Hopefully I pronounced it correctly. Um, 18th last year, I believe she was a sophomore. Um, she's someone that could do some damage this year as well. Um, possibly also running 1830, like a Kylie Shakespeare. Sounds like so that, she's riding on some momentum a little bit here. Yeah. And I think a lot of these girls are, I think that's the big key going into this season is a lot of these athletes are one coming off really good seasons and two haven't raced in almost 400 days. So something around the I might've rounded up a little more, but you get the, you get the idea. So those are the girls ranked 31 through 40 for our top 50 list. Now probably going to be our favorite segment today is where we just banter on and who knows Maybe we won't cuss at each other or whatever, but it's time to debate the top three greatest runners not to win a cross-country state title. There's so many people we could have picked, but all of us narrowed it down to three on both the boys' and girls' side, although apparently Alex didn't do his entire homework on the girls' side, so he's got one solid pick, but I'm sure it's a, it's a very fast girl, and we'll see what goes on. So, Alex, I'm curious to know, on the boys' side, who are your three? You want all three? I want all three. Okay. I'm going to get the easy one out of the way because I know we're all going to say it. John Dressel, um, a phenomenal runner in one of Washington State's best years ever, maybe the best year ever. Um, I think you guys might agree with me on that. You know, this is a guy who didn't win state but got sixth at Foot Locker Nationals. Like, how does that happen? You don't even win your own state, but you're sixth in the nation. Um, to put it into perspective, that's four seconds behind Drew Hunter. You know, we, we know Drew Hunter. He's kind of one of the uh, the big names, right? He's got the big social media presence. Um, you know, runs a, a nine-minute 3,200 after that season. Just a, a, a stud runner, one of the greatest of all time in Washington State. But never won a state uh, cross country. I'm going to go back to the 90s for my other two. Um, 
because these, these are greatest ever, right? So we're, we're not looking at just recent. My first one, actually both of these are from the same team. You guys know me, I'm a big Mead fan. So I had to kind of represent Mead a little bit here uh, in the work that Tyson did. My first one is Rob Aubrey. Um, he ran a 1448 uh, three mile at the state course. So it's, it's not quite comparable to 5K, um, but still that you know translates into very low 15s. Uh, in 1994, he's the 3,200-meter state champ with a 908, uh, goes to the University of Oregon, where he runs with his other teammates from Mead, like Matthew Davis, um, who had won state. Uh, and my second one, or my third one, I guess, is also from Mead, and that's Sky Detray, 1,600-meter um, state champ after his cross-country season, where I think he got third. Um I think it was Micah Davis and then a Ferris athlete and then him. Um, but he was also a 408 miler and a 906 3200 runner. I think the best he ever did at state was third. So that kind of blows my mind. Uh, and he was also a D1 athlete. I think he went to Montana. He was in that big, big sky conference. So um, another solid athlete. But the crazy thing to me about Rob Aubrey and Sky Detray is they were both on the same team and they were the number two and number three guy on the team that year. Like they, they not only did they, they not win state, they were number two and number three at state with their teammate number one. Uh, that was the year that the uh, Mead boys scored 18 points, 18 points at the state meet. So I like to throw them out there just to kind of remind kids that, that that elite level of running within a team is super possible. We just haven't seen it in a while. So. And that group in particular, was that led by Matthew Davis? It was, yep. Okay, I can understand why now. If they perhaps if they went to other schools or different classifications, they might have had a chance to win a state championship, but can't compare to Matthew Davis. So who is your lone girl? My lone girl. Okay, I don't want you guys to call this cheating because I followed the rules. She never won state. And you guys are like, oh man, how did I not think of this? Unless you did think of it, maybe you did. But Doris Brown, do you recognize the name Doris Brown? Doris Brown I Heritage. I feel too young to know that name. Okay, here we go. Class of 1960. Okay, 14-time national champion. Has the American record, had, at one point, had the American record in the 440, the 880, the 1-mile, and the 3K. She's the first American woman to break five minutes in the mile and was fifth place in the 800 in the Mexico City Games. She's from Peninsula, Washington. I went to Peninsula High School from Gig Harbor. She never won a state title? Nope, because girls couldn't compete. Oh. <laughs> oh. So you can, call it, you can call it cheating if you want, but all you said was come up with the top three girls to have never won state, and she never won state. I wouldn't even count that as one. That might be a half because we didn't have state for girls back then. So, yeah, I'm going to call you a cheater for that. No, one. I knew but, you were going to hate me on it, but I but, want the girls to hear that. I want the girls to hear that that was but a I will, But I will give you props for doing your research because I did not dive that far back into the 60s to find information like that. So props to you for that. Um, I like that pick, honestly. Like, I, I think that's a, really, that's a really good pick. And her name's Doris Brown. Doris Brown Heritage, yep. Doris Brown Heritage. Peninsula, yep. she was as Peninsula. I think they're the Eagles or the Falcons. I know they're a bird of some sort, mm-hmm. something like that. But they probably were two A at the time. Wow, first ever girl to break five minutes in the mile as an Amer. That's insane. 
That's that, cool. that's, that's something right there. Yep. She ended up running 441, I think. Oh, so like career. this is like a legit. <laughs> it's yeah. like not it's not like 459. She's running fast, fast times. Yeah, I don't the first time she broke it, I don't think it was that significant, but she ended up getting into the low 440s. So all you Washington girls that haven't heard of her, that's that's a huge inspiration. She literally changed the sport. So pretty cool. Well, Alexia Framson's beat her by a long shot in that now because I think she's got the record at 433. That's fast. That's moving. Or, or, or something like that. Maybe it's the indoor mile record, but regardless, Alexia Framson, one of the all-time great, probably the all-time great to ever come through the state of Washington when it comes to running. Uh, your boys' picks, I like the Drescher one. The Drescher one's good. I got him as well. I'll talk about that a little bit. Um, but the Mead boys, I don't know about that one. I mean, I, I get it. Mead was the dominant powerhouse back then, but you, what were their PRs again? We had um, Rob Aubrey as a 908-3200. We had Sky to Trey with a 408 and a 906. Um, so I'm, I'm judging people based on their on their time, right? Like these are guys who placed high at Foot Locker West, right, but didn't win state. These are guys who um, were competing with All-Americans at the University of Oregon. Um, so, I, you know, today things are a little bit different. Um, I think we see – a little bit of a higher end at the elite level. But if you're talking about the people they're competing with during that time, I would have to, I'd have to call it those meat guys. From what I remember when I had this conversation about you guys, when we wanted to start this, I thought it was cross country state title. I wasn't basing it off track times either, but again, you, you went above and beyond. I mean, props to you for that one. And also going to his college, both their college ranks as well. So better research than I did for mine's. Kyle, let's hear yours. Yeah, for the boys, I've got Johnny Dressel, obviously great pick. Um, he, one of the best group of runners in the state of Washington ever. Was second his junior year at the Foot Locker and sixth senior year. Um, and then I've got Kai Wilmot. Now, I like Kai Wilmot as a pick. He might even be – I'm not doing this in terms of one, two, three. I think he's my top choice. Um, he didn't have – I think the senior season he wanted due to injury, but if you look at some of the races he did do, like at uh, Bob Furman, which is a huge invite in Boise, Idaho, they have Greg Arnes from Idaho, Washington, Utah, Oregon show up and race. He went out mid-race so quickly, made just a huge surge. And other runners didn't, including Johnny Dressel, just ignored him. They just stuck as a big group. He just gained a huge lead and beat them all by about eight seconds. Uh, I don't think he raced very often after that, uh, but then he showed up again at the state meet. I think he was fourth after that. I don't believe he did the Nike West Regional, but his team was able to qualify for nationals, and he won his senior year. He won Nike Cross Nationals. He did the same thing he did at uh, the Boise meet, Bob Furman. He just mid-race did a huge surge. Nobody believed that he was going to maintain it, but he maintained it. And just, you know, the smile and the incredible kind of fist up at when he crossed the, the finish line was just and not only really heartwarming, but, you know, he worked really hard for it. The incredible amount of cross-training he did uh, to get there, because I think if I remember hearing correctly, he just did a bunch of swimming and a bunch of elliptical because it was some sort of stress, stress fracture. So... He's kind definitely, like I think, your, my top pick. 
kind of like your boy Isaac when he crossed the finish line. Oh yeah. But uh, even more so when you think about everything he had to go through just to get there. Um, So just a a phenomenal guy on great team North central and uh, really worked hard to get there. And when you win a national title, but you don't win a state title, I mean, people talk about how watered down the individual level is at uh, Nike nationals. They don't anymore, but they, they did at the time. Now it's got great steep competition uh, that a lot of great runners have won before. So he's one of the all-time greats. And then my third choice based off of time at the state meet, Isaac Yorks, he was on our podcast the other day. This isn't biased because, you know, he's a Star Wars fan or nerd or anything like that, like me, but you know, he ran like a 1505 and he didn't, he didn't win. He was third. Uh, Nathan Weitz is ahead of him who won his junior year. Anthony Armstrong outkicked the two of them at the very end uh, from, from Kamaikin. And, you know, 1505 is no joke. If you look at pretty much any other year, 1505 wins the, wins any, most races, except for, you know, uh, previous, the next couple of years when you got like Dressel and, uh, Penny or Anderson running it. So those are my top three, Isaac Yorks and Kai Wilmot, Johnny Dressel. Oh, and yeah. Isaac Yorks was, I believe, third. He was somewhere in the top five at, at Nike Cross Nationals. So again, top in the nation at Nike Cross Nationals and didn't even win the state meet. That's incredible. How about your girls? Girls, uh, first pick, Katie uh, Biaccini. From Glacier Peak, she was teammates with previous guest. I believe uh, it's pronounced being Keeney. Keeney, okay, perfect. I've said it wrong my whole life. Uh, she was teammates with Amy Louise Neal. They were the same grades. She was their second runner, and with with that one-two punch, they won a lot of state titles as a team. And I think she was kind of the underappreciated kind of person on the team at least from the outside perspective because you know you had amy and louise setting these records and this other gal who's you know i think your senior year ran 1755 at the old state course before they changed it which is just i think any time any time under 18 minutes for the girls if you don't win it like it's just you're a great runner and you deserve more credit than you get and the fact she's kind of the unsung second place person on her team um you know makes her even better so she's my number one pick. Uh, next one, where was that? Alexis Fuller is on there. She was low 18s her all four years, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Uh, but never won. Low 18s the whole time that she had to race other great runners like uh, Alexa Everson and a handful of others. And then one of them you um, talked me into was Sophia Canteen. And I'll let you... Um, we'll explain that later, but uh, we had a little text conversation and after looking it up, I was like, okay, Sophia Canteen is, is legit. Alex, give me your thoughts on these. I mean, on the boys' side, we all picked Johnny Dreschel and we can talk about him for as long as possible, but I like the Kai Wilmot pick. I, I really do. I mean, if you win a national championship but not win a state title, you're in this conversation. Sorry, I was muted. Um, yeah, no, I, I do really like Kyle's picks. Um, I I forgot how solid Isaac was in cross country. Like a lot of this to me is kind of built off of memory. It's hard to go through every single year, every division and, and do your research really well. Um, to me, 
being a high school kid when Isaac was running, um, seeing that mile at the end of his senior year, that's, that's what's in my brain. And I kind of forget that he's just a solid rounded distance runner um, with some wheels. Uh, and, and Kai being a part of that North central team that just had this, this vibe. I don't, I don't have I mean, I don't even know how to describe it, right? You just have that, that it factor as a cross-country team, and he kind of personified that for his team. Um, yeah, I think they're really good picks, and I, I wouldn't argue against them. And then the girls' side, I personally didn't – is it Katie Bianchini? Yeah, Katie Bianchini. I didn't watch her growing up, um, but I remember Alexis Fuller at Union High School – who went on to be an All-American at Boise State University, ran with Ali Ostrander. Um, because. Yeah. I also had Alexis in my three as well, so I'll talk about that a little bit. But uh, good picks all around. I like them. Going on to my picks, um, of course, we all I've already said it. We all picked John Jereschel. I mean, how could you not go with a PR of 1446.7? someone who didn't win a state championship, but ran that fast for a 5k was a four time podium finisher finished twice second. So that is a gut wrench punch to as a boy to finish on the podium four times in all four years of high school. That's, that's an impressive accomplishment. And he was also a three time footlocker, all American as well, but here's where the surprise comes in. And I mentioned this in our group text a little while ago. Uh, my second pick Wolfgang Beck from Gig Harbor High School with a personal best of 1506.8 was a three-time podium finisher was arguably part of one of the greatest cross-country teams to ever ever come through the state of Washington that Gig Harbor team back in I believe it was 2013 2004 whenever they won the national championship uh finished second twice behind both of his teammates I believe it was Tristan Peliquin and can't remember the other one off the top of my head. If you guys remember that season, you know they had so many transfers on there. I had a hard time remembering the names. <laughs> Regardless, uh, and then finished fifth, I believe, his sophomore season. Led the team to the national title that season and was sixth at NXN. I mean, yeah, you mentioned all the transfers coming in, blah blah blah. But I don't know. For me, someone that finished second twice in consecutive years has got to hurt and any other year if he didn't have those kind of teammates or he was in a different classification he probably wins those two state championships my final one and i might be a little biased towards him and it's more recency is jonas price of eisenhower i think he is up there in the conversation and he's a three-time podium finisher was fifth his sophomore year second his junior year and eighth his senior year but the reason I have him on his, this list, I think had he won a state championship his senior year, his season might have been one of the greatest seasons of all time in the history of Washington cross country. Going into the state meet, he had broken three course records. He broke the Stillicum course record. He broke the Bellevue invite course record and the hole in the wall invite course record. Granted, those are all very fast courses, but to do it in one consecutive season and given the fact he did it in four weeks as well three races in four weeks and he had three course records that that to me is an amazing accomplishment of course didn't win a state championship so obviously doesn't have the greatest high school cross-country season at least in my opinion out of anybody in Washington but I 
I praise the kid. He, he was a gamer. He was a tough competitor and is doing pretty good right now down at Oklahoma state. And if, on the girls side, we, we already talked about Sophie Canteen from Lakeside of Seattle, uh, PR best of 1748.6 four time podium finisher. And this one hurts the most. She was a three time runner up three time runner up and you don't win a state championship. That one hurts a lot. Um, also was a two-time top 10 finisher at border clash. And then Alexis Fuller, as Kyle mentioned from union high school, 1756.2, also a four-time podium finisher second, I believe her junior, but she was a three-time third place finisher at the state meet. You can see a trend here right now that a lot of these girls were so close to winning a state championship, just didn't run their race on on the correct day. She was also a three-time border class participant. But my last one, and again, bias towards it, because I grew up in Bellingham and witnessed her racing and saw her do what she did. And now she's running down at Northern Arizona University, Annika Reese of Bellingham High School. Personal best, 1735, four-time podium finisher. And just like Sophia Canteen, a three-time second-place finisher at the 2A state meet. Uh, fourth as well. I believe that was her sophomore year. She was fourth. And the f- only person in the Northwest Conference to have won four Northwest Conference cross-country championships. No one's ever done it. Not even Emily Pittis from Seaham High School has ever done that. Uh, and it's, a, it's a quite an accomplishment, especially since, like I said, Seaham's in that conference. Bellingham is in that conference. You got all sorts of great teams. Mount Baker, Meridian, Nooksack great teams in that conference. So Annika Reese from Bellingham high school, she's in my top three for three of the greatest all-time girls, not to win a state cross country title thoughts on this one. It's funny because all of our picks for the three of us were built on who the legends were in our life. I think like growing up as, as kids, like, you know, you see that Spokane influence for Kyle and I, um, you know, I, I, grew up hearing the stories of, of the Mead legends because my coach was the assistant to Tyson. Like that's, that's just like, there was no one greater than them. And to me, I still kind of believe that to an extent. Um, and then, you know, Kyle has a huge appreciation for the North central team, having competed against them um, and coached against them. And then your, your uh, North Puget sound roots, you, you sell that a little bit. I think they're all valid. I think all of these, all of these picks are, are really good picks. I It's hard to argue against any of them. Yeah, definitely all great picks. Um, I am going to nitpick uh, Keynes a little bit. Just I can't with Alex because I didn't research those guys enough. But uh, you know, Jonas Price, great pick. He ran some super fast times. But we're looking overall. What this really leads up to is the state meet. You know, it's who hasn't won the state meet. And you know, having that great season – Finishing sixth, and then at the Nike Cross National Race, Jonas Price, you know, finishing, I think, like, ninth or tenth. You know, phenomenal runner. I would take his PRs if I could any day of the week. Um, and But I think if you line all these guys up 100% healthy and you race them, I think my top three are the ones who uh, run away with it overall. See, see, that's where I think you're wrong, though. I, I, I know Kai Wilmot is a phenomenal runner, and – did a phenomenal things after he graduated from North central. But I mean, like you said, you put these kids on the line, hundred percent healthy Jonas price. I bet you finishes in the top three, 
behind Dreschel. And if you want to throw Tanner Anderson in there and Mawara, heck, he might be in the top five. I think that consideration, I think Jonas should be considered among some of the greatest in our state. Oh, there's no doubt he's the greatest, but you know, top. I think I'm thinking podium here, but uh, no, Jonas Price is a phenomenal runner. We both saw him race at the Sun Ferrier course, and yeah, just the way he just absolutely destroyed everyone was super inspiring. I mean, I think he had 15 second lead on second place on Brett Braden Packard. Braden tried first mile. Yeah, Braden, yeah he Bra- tried. Braden tried to go with him, but that didn't last very long. No, I, so. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say I loved what that uh, Fort Stillicum race did for all of the athletes that were there watching it. Like you know the, the kids who weren't in that elite race of the Stillicum, um, they were just like I didn't know this was possible. Like to, to see it, and, and their first mile was like Kyle. Do you remember? I think I think uh, Jonas and Isaac went out at like four four thirty something. It was fast. It was crazy fast. Um, and to watch Jonas come close to holding on to that as the rest kind of fell back slightly uh that was that was cool and high school kids were like this is this is not something i knew was possible for a high school kid so um it to to have jonas breaking those records early on in the season uh was was really cool Mm -hmm. i do wish he would have won the state title just to like you said really cap that off magical season I, i was hardcore rooting for him and i think he would have won a state championship if maybe he had not broken another course record, perhaps like a Bellevue invite or something like that. I mean, I think by the end of the year, he was totally gassed out. Like that's, that's, I think that's the story right there. And Will Smith was saving his best race for the end. But uh, from the girls perspective, I, I think, I mean, like I said, Annika Reese personally, just watching her race, I expected her to win a state championship. Heck, I expected her to win three state championships when she finished runner-up three times. I mean, I think I just she was just that dominant of a runner and arguably the greatest runner. Better, better than Becca Friday. I don't know if you guys remember Becca Friday from Bellingham High School, went on to run at Oregon, I believe was an All-American as well. Uh, just a superior runner. Annika Reese, by far the greatest distance runner to come out of Bellingham High School. And then Alexis Fuller, you know, Union was new at the time. It was a new school. And she put the Titans on the map. So props for Alexa um, from such a young age at a freshman year to uh, send, send a message to that uh, people that Union High School is the real deal. And then Sophie Canteen, I mean, another person that finished second three times. It's just tough. I mean, any of these ladies could have won a state title any other given year had they not run against the competition they did. And that's a one difficult thing about, I think, Washington cross country on the girls side is just, you know, there seems to be these once in a decade runners that they get every year, you know, like uh, with uh, Alexis Fuller, she had to race Alexa and Effenson. Uh, my pick Katie, the uh, uh, totally butchered that, but you know, she had Katie Knight and Amy Eloise, you know, it's just, you know, it's hard to win a state title for girls cross country in the 3A, 4A, 2A levels. So, you know, saying that, oh, they're the greatest to never win. I mean, there's a handful of them just because of how great our state is. And that's the thing. Like right now, obviously, everyone knows who Allie Janke and Julia David Smith and heck, even Ella Borstein. But what what are the girls like a, like a Natalie Rosowskis or 
someone um, trying to think of the three A level, like a, a Geraldine Correa. There, there are athletes out there that are phenomenal. We just don't get to hear their name often because they're just finishing second behind some really, really good distance runners, such as Janky and David Smith. Um, not Second to mention Janky's ran, Janky's ran a 1643 during COVID times. Mm-hmm. Right now, she's so far ahead of everybody else right now. Yeah, and then there's, speaking about uh, Janky, her teammate, the Amelia Ruff was one of one I was really considering. She was third on her team, but at the state course of like 1744 or 52, somewhere in that range. And you know, didn't uh, her next teammate, Erin Hill, had won her sophomore year. So that's what kind of disqualified her from my list. But I mean, 17 low, 17 mid, and you're third on your team. You didn't even win the state title. You throw that time on any other year, you're probably going to win it. So yeah, just a lot of great runners. Kyle, should we point out that there was more Western or uh, Eastern Washington names on this list than Western Washington names? For the record, on my girls' <laughs> pick, there were three from Western Washington. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. okay. That might be just my West West Side bias, but oh, you did a history course on the meet, boys' meet team, and I really want to do do a little bit more research on uh, the East side curse, the regional curse. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it, but I might have a little special where if you win the Spokane big nine, uh, mid Columbia conference crossover, you're not going to win the state course. There's, there was at least a 10 year history where like Johnny Dressel, um, Andrew Gardner, uh, Jacob Smith, all these guys won their regional course, and the next week they go and they get second to whoever was second at the regional course. It's a bit of a history, and I didn't think of the curse. It's a definitely a thing that's not so valid anymore. I think Andrew Gardner was the first one to to break it uh, on the 4A level, but I think that's something I'm going to do a little more research and kind of talk a little bit more about if you guys are into that. Hey, regardless, I, I think we all had great picks um, or for, for Alex's sake, on the girl's side, pick. Just right. one, one, one solid pick, but that's fine. I mean, I didn't even know that, so it's cool to hear some history stuff from you. So any history buffs out there that want to Google up or look up this runner, Alex is your guy now to tell you the, all these fantastic runners that ran back in the 60s. So, But those were our top three greatest runners not to win a cross-country state title. I was hoping that would be more of a heated debate, but, you know, we all, we all respected one another, and I think we all had really good picks. So, uh, The runners, too. Exactly. Just concluding today's episode, Alex, give me your final thoughts on episode 16 for today. I, I'm a runner nerd like you guys, so I love this kind of stuff. Uh, breaking down those, uh, the list of 10 girls that we focused on today, uh, I learned a lot about each of them, which is always good. Um, you know, they're, they're not the top of the list, so being able to know what to look for is, is going to be fun coming into this season. And then just kind of talking about some of those greats that we've seen that maybe don't get as much credit as they should. That's a good way to end it. So I had fun. This is a good one. Kyle? Um, yeah, great conversation overall. You know, we're not, I'm not as embarrassed and doing the price early. I want to clear that there. He's a phenomenal runner. Uh, definitely deserves to be in the same sentence as one of the greatest of all time. Um, but yeah, just a, a great, great discussion. I'm looking forward to seeing the next releases for the top girls 
it would be like 20 to 30 next, right? 21 through 30. I'm working on it. I've been busy as of lately. I have this thing called school I have to do. So I've kind of been putting it off to the side, but I'll try to get it done by either tomorrow or this weekend. But yeah, that's coming pretty soon. Couple more sleeps till we're finally back. I don't know how many days it's been. It's I know obviously it's been over a year, but a couple more sleeps and February 1st, Monday, we're back at it. Cross country is finally back here in the state of Washington. So we're all looking forward to that. We're all excited to finally see, seeing you all race at some point, whether that's in the next, or the next week, actually, I think there's races next Saturday or um, over in Eastern Washington summer, starting up on February 22nd. Four more days, ladies and gentlemen, until cross country is finally back here in the state of Washington. That will wrap it up for the rundown podcast for Alex McIntyre, Kyle Paulson, myself, Keenan Gray. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoyed this latest episode. Be sure to listen to more rundown episodes on SoundCloud and be sure to check out the runner Washington on both on, I should say all three Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and check out the website, www.therunnerwa.com. We're finally here. Ladies and gentlemen, cross country is going to be back here on Monday. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day. 